And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining and let's get right into it. Ready, Freddie. Okay. It's actually very hot in here. Hi, Crystalini. Hi, Helen. Welcome to the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for having me. It's about time. First of all, do you remember? I was literally about to be a smart ass about it too. So thanks for beating me to it. But I was about to say, you're supposed to be on season one. We recorded it. Hey, we did. We did. Yeah, we recorded it. And it was just really bad sound. So yeah, so we did it. And so it took us all the way to the end of season two. I know. Here we are. How do you feel? Um. I'm good. I'm ready to get this started. And finally, I'm here. I hear you're, all you're it. I'm here. Uh, so uh, Crystal's an overthinker. So we didn't tell her the topic. We're going to tell her in the episode. <laughs> so are you ready? I'm excited to see what you come up with with your overthinking ass, but you're very good at on the spot. So I am. Yeah. Helen and I have really good like podcast conversations outside of recordings. But- all the time. Okay, so before we hop into the episode and I drink this nasty ass wine, tell the people our backstory. How do we know each other, friend? Yeah, so Helen and I met in 2018. Um, we both started with Pro Unlimited, which is a. Wait, hold on. I'll start that over. No, it's we don't need to talk about it. No. <laughs> Continue carrying. We're not doing ads. We're not doing ads for pro. No, no, no. Okay. So Helen and I met at work. We were working at Genentech together. She, I started in November and then she started in December of 2018. Um, We weren't in the same like group the way that work was broken up, but she moved into my group and moved into my cubicle and it's just history from there the rest is history can we okay yes that is definitely how we know each other but y'all I don't know if this is coming through through the audio or maybe because I know Crystal but bitch why are you acting so formal (laughs) this is not an interview (laughs) I know you you're talking all professional look you got me slurring professional so let me not. You do. You I'm turn. enunciating because I have like a ter- a bad tendency to not like say the full words. I guess. Well, yes, that that is how we know each other from work. She's a very hard worker. I do work. I you do, do work. work because what did you just recently get? Promoted and my sherm. So yes, certified HR professional now. Just recently, so. Big deal, big deal in HR world, which is me and Crystal's background. We're both in HR. That's where we were, where we met each other. And so our uh, promise to each other is that one of us has to make it to the top and hire the other one. That (laughs) (laughs) it has to happen. It's the only way we're going to be happy in life. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. It's up and coming. Fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed. Yes. Okay. So to get us into the episode, Crystalini. Our subject is adulthood. Oh, no. <laughs> Am I even an adult? No, I'm kidding. 
I am, full disclosure, I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning 27 this year. So I would assume that's like adulthood. <laughs> Which is a perfect transition. So how would you t- in define the term adulthood? Like not your definition, but when you think of adulthood, how would you explain that to somebody? Adulthood is basically like independence. You have, you know, your friends and your social life. Everything's pretty together. And you're like making all these big decisions. I don't know, credit debt. <laughs> yeah. um, or looking to buy houses or settle down really um, and you're pretty much on your own where you don't really rely on anyone else to, you know, for your finances or like, you're just responsible for yourself. I don't know. I see that as like adulthood to start. Yes. No, I support that. When I was thinking about it, I guess in, in summary would be the same thing, like independence mm-hmm. and you essentially figuring things out on your own. Like there is, mm-hmm. You are the, what is it? Come all be all. I don't know if that's the right way to say, but like you are the source of information. Like people are looking to you now. Yes, to yes. things. They're looking at you to be correct about these things. They're expecting you to do certain things before you do other things. Like there's a lot of responsibility with adulthood um, in the namesake. So yes, 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 yes. Yeah. As a child, and I think all of us are like this, but adulthood was lit as a kid like when I saw my cousins oh yeah adults and really my cousins being adults and my mom sometimes I mean my mom was an adult but she had her demons it was like a different adulthood (laughs) over there (laughs) um so when I saw like my cousins and they would be partying they had kids we would always be together this was about home by ourselves so I just thought adulthood was the fucking shit like it was the bomb.com oh yeah you romantic like, yeah, you pretty much romanticize being an adult when you're a kid. You're like, oh, I can't wait to like, I drive my own car and yes. get my own place or I get to like pick what food I get to eat. Like, no, that's kind of a nightmare, you know, <laughs> along with the getting your own car is a car payment, your Ugh. car insurance. Mm. Ew. And then like food is actually like, okay, I have to decide every day what I'm going to eat. Like that. <laughs> I make enough decisions every day. When you're a kid, you know, your dad just pulls out whatever you're going to eat. And you're like, okay, cool. Today I'm having spaghetti. Like you don't even have to think about it. And now you're like, what am I going to eat for breakfast? I love that example because it's it's very simple, but it's like the perfect example to describe adulthood because as a child, you don't worry about what you're eating. You just know someone has to provide food to you. Someone has to provide food Yes. Most of us were fortunate, yes. Like as children, we just yeah. show up, you know, like dinner yeah, time yeah, yeah. at the end. You just show up. I don't know what it is. It could be hot dogs, pizza, but you just eat yeah. it. And now you're just like, okay, do I order in? Do I cook? What do I have to cook? Then I have to clean the dishes. Yes. Actually, for some reason, I've been this is this thought has been like popping in my mind for a little bit. But I remember when I was a child, sometimes when we had to go hungry, I like knew it because I knew sometimes like we didn't have like our food stamps had run out. So I just expected it. And, but I also expected like my mom to figure out what we were going to eat if it was mm-hmm. anything. Now, when I have those days and I'm hungry, I'm just hungry because I don't feel like making nothing. And I think like, damn, my mom will be very disappointed in me right now. <laughs> right. right. Well, and that's, as a kid, you don't really think about that. Like how many times as a kid, you're like, oh, I wish I was 16 already. Or I right. wish I was exactly. 18. And now, and then when you get there, like 
we're here 27 and I'm like, wait, can my mom do that? Like, can I call my dad to do that? Do I really have to do that on my own? (laughs) Yes. And then it's like the circle of life though, because I'm telling my cousins, like my younger cousins, oh my God, you don't want to grow up. And they're like, oh my God, yes, I do. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I said the same shit and I'm trying to tell you, it's not the play. Listen, (laughs) this is not the cool kids club. This is not the fortune 500. This is not the place to be. Okay. Don't adult. I just go back to being 15 where like, I kind of had to be responsible, but still too young to have major decision power. I would not a hundred percent deny that chance. I'm just going to be, yeah, I would definitely relive that if I could. Let me ask you this. Okay. Who do you think qualifies us as adults? Cause who the fuck signed off on this? Like when did you realize you were an adult? Like, like when did you, cause I, I have a, like, I have a moment where I remember I was like, oh shit, like I'm adulting for like, I can't really, I'm here. Did you have one of those yeah. moments? I did. And I think it was when I went off to college. So I'm originally from Hawaii, Kauai. And when I was 17, I moved to San Francisco for school. I have a late birthday. So I wasn't 18 yet. When I did turn 18, um, I think it was either like a doctor's appointment or something. And normally my, I'm like, mom, can you call them? Cause like insurance and all that stuff. Like, right. And she was like, Crystal, no, I can't do that for you anymore because you're, you're over 18 or like, right. That's like the age where you have, yeah. you have to do everything on your own. Like you're not a minor. So you have to call your doctor yourself and something similar, like in college, either with my financial aid, I had to like figure that out with school. And I was like, mom, can you do that? And she couldn't. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do this on my own. (laughs) Like call people. I know we do it and we have to do it, but I know majority of us really don't like to do that. Like setting appointments, you're like, can you do it? You know, (laughs) can you pretend to be me and call them? But it was definitely in college where I, you know, started to realize and like, I can't really rely on my mom. She's also 3000 miles away and it was either sink or swim. And normally as a kid, you're so used to relying on your parents or like your siblings around you. And when you're out there on your own, you're like, wait a minute that I make that decision now. And part of it is like freeing because if you lived in like super strict households, like myself, like my mom was always checking in on like everything that I was doing, which, you know, different story, but (laughs) it is freeing when you're like, Oh wait, I can go out and not worry about like calling someone when I get home or my mom, you know, texting me at midnight, like, where are you? And it's just at the time you're like, Oh, this is cool. And then as like time goes on, you're like, wait a minute. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you kind of make me feel bad (laughs) because it actually like really, really hit me like four months ago (laughs) no way so like okay I've known I've been adulting since I've really been in college so much because Mm -hmm. like I was on financial aid so I was really doing everything by myself I had to figure out how to get groceries on my door and blase blase but it still felt very much kiddish because I was just surrounded by so many other older people that I didn't feel like an adult and then when I moved to California I lived with my dad so I still kind of felt like like I, I didn't have my own space um, although I had all the freedom I could ever want. And my dad, it still didn't feel like I was fully an adult. So um, when I moved in by myself, that even really hit me that I was mm-hmm. adulting. What got me, girl, was I was at work. And I think I actually told you this. And I had a meeting with somebody. 
with a, a company. And the girl was like, they're like high schools. And so we were, I was helping them with their LinkedIn page. And she was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I appreciate the help because, you know, as adults, we need that guidance. And I said, hold up. Are you, you mean me? I'm the adult? Like, are you? I was like, hold on. I don't know if you want to call me an adult. I'm pretty sure I'm only like five years older than you. And, but when she said that, I literally messed with me for the rest of the day. I was like, not this bitch says she has to look to me for guys. Girl, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this sounds good to you. Okay. Tap out front. I don't want this. And I really was like, oh shit. I have nieces and nephews who look at me and see me as an adult. I have cousins yeah. who look at me and expecting me to give them money because I'm an adult and I have a good job and I'm like holy shit is this what my cousins went through like when they were partying and I looked up and I thought it was the best time they didn't even realize it was adults and they were still trying to live their best life like 21 and 26 don't feel that much different besides I don't drink as much but when the fuck did I mentally grow up I don't know but I know I did because I can't do the same shit I did at 21 that I don't know I feel like no, I don't, I don't think you're thinking about it hard enough. I definitely think 21 and 26 is super different. Like if you see a 21 year old behaving, you're not like, oh, that's like, we're like the same. You're always like, wait a minute. You're definitely 21. I know. Like, did you, I didn't feel that change within myself. Like, I don't know when I became the 26 year old that looked down at 21 year olds. You know, like, I don't remember when my behavior started to elevate where certain things were childish. It just happened. And so I feel like just one day, that's, that explains why, one, we have a lot of childish, immature, grown-ass people. Because if I, I think if it doesn't click to you, like, you're responsible for yourself now. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what made me feel like an adult. When someone told me, well, I look to you for guidance because you're older, I said, oh, shit, you're right. I am older, which means people are yeah. looking, which means I can't carry myself. And I wasn't carrying myself in an immature way, but it just really dawned on me, like, holy shit, people really look at me like a grown-ass woman when I don't remember signing off on being a grown-ass woman. <laughs> well, yeah, and that, a big part of it, too, is the career space that we're in, mm. like HR. You have to be, super, like, really professional. And not to say That's that crazy. you're not professional at 21 because we were doing HR stuff even yeah. at 21 years old but I think well actually that place- you were I was in oh, I was okay. hotels because I got drunk at work so. <laughs> I, I still guess. did that but I had to like put on a, a nice face the next day for the rest of the, the company but I think that when you're in a, a this type of work like corporate yeah. America you grow up super quick like if you think about it when, when you were 24 like you were in a good spot with your job and a lot of people are you know maybe not making as much money or doing something less and so in your I think that plays a huge role like depending on what outside of you know like in your professional life like what you're doing there yeah like if I was unemployed or like didn't really have a career path and I don't think I would feel like as much of an adult as I feel now like sometimes at work I'm like oh shit there's a problem and then I'm like oh I have to fix it. Like, can we just call the adults to do that? Yes. No. Oh, me. It's me. Okay. I'm the adult. I am coming. I'm coming. <laughs> that, that is very That is a good yeah. point. I did not consider that. Your job. And you know what? Our, we're in our careers. I would like, yeah. depending on where you make your money, that probably helps solidify how you, like how mature, I guess you feel. Because if 
Um, no shade to rappers, but I feel like maybe a rapper might not feel someone maybe that's still trying to be a rapper might feel a little not as adult as someone who's in HR at 42. So yeah. that's where I'm going with that. So very valid point. Very, very valid point. What has surprised you about adulthood? I think the biggest thing for me is really realizing like everything you do, like you have to fix everything yourself now. Mm. Like everything that's broken or anything that happens to you and or impacts your life. Like if I somehow, you know, lost my job, like I can't be like, mom, help. Or like there are moments where I'm like, dude, I wish my mom, can my mom do this? Like, can my dad just call them for me or do this? But you can't do that. Like you really have to, you are accountable for everything that happens in your life versus when you're a kid, it's your parents' responsibility Mm -hmm. or your siblings' responsibility to kind of help you nourish that part of you. But at the adulthood age, you're like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is really it. When I, I would, I remember when I first started going to the doctors by myself, like doing my annual checkups and like asking about family history and shit. And I was like, Ooh, I normalize my mom, this stuff. Um, I'm just going to BS my family history because I don't know. I think (laughs) what I said last year, this should be still correct. It's like, I'm supposed to know this stuff because this is my health. So like at some point I have to start remembering these details because as an adult, I can't say, oh, my mom has that. Like, even I remember when I first got to keep my social, that was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Or when you memorized it. Like, (gasps) I was like, oh, when you memorized it. I mean, I think think being an adult can be translated differently for everybody, right? Like, if I had a kid at 16 years old, yes, I'm technically still a kid, but I need to grow up to be a mom. You know, I can't be a 17 year old with a baby and doing what typical 17 year olds do party, go out in high school every night. I mean, you could do that. It's not responsible if, especially if you have a kid, but you know, if you're a kid, like I, I know some friends from high school that have like four kids now and they're our age. And I just think about how they're so much more like adult, like they have to be an mm-hmm. adult to be able to raise children. And it's not easy. <laughs> And on the flip side of that, when we have grown ass people who are acting like they're 17, that's what I think is the the intriguing, I guess, part about adulthood is you can't, I feel like you can't really say when someone is an adult until you see them in action. I I could argue that I've met 15 year olds that were more adults than 45 year olds. Oh, I agree. Adulthood is definitely based on a lot of it is like behavior, you know, how do you behave? Like what is Yeah. Like really growing out of that childlike mindset is like you becoming an adult. Cause you're right. I know people who are, you know, 40 and just hanging out, you know, <laughs> living their best lives with kids and yeah. everything. Right. Or just like at their parents' house, no, no shade. Like I think everyone can has their own pace like everyone has their own path let's let's keep it candid though let's keep it real honest all right there's a time and place for you to be at your parents house Mm -hmm. but if you were 30 being a barista not doing anything to elevate yourself and you're just staying at your parents house because that's the easier easiest thing to do girl shade you should feel ashamed 
And I'm not judging, but let's be for real. Like, yeah, your parents yeah. have lived their life. They've taken care of you and you are still putting the burden on them to take care of you at 30 something plus, And all you are is a barista. That's all you do. You don't even have a second job. You use their car. You don't buy groceries. Right. Yes. If you want yes. people to respect you and treat you like an adult boy, if you don't go get my meal, give me my car. Right. Not, you know, I'm just saying like, call a spade a spade. If you're going to be that grown at your parents' house. Unless it's trials and tribulations you're going through, that's not an excuse. At some point, what yeah. they say you got to get. You're not contributing. Like if you're not paying any bills, or you're just. Which I mean, some people are fortunate enough to like. You're right. If they're in a, a pickle or they're saving money to buy a house, yeah. and it's it works out for them to stay with their parents, but they have careers and jobs, and they're right. continuing to elevate themselves whether that's personally with their families or partners or jobs I mean that's still adulting yeah if you're just 40 going out every Friday night trying to pick up 25 year old chicks because you think you're so cool or vice versa 40 year old lady at the bar you mm. know that's just like where where does the responsibility lie like what are you responsible and accountable for other than yourself because I'm responsible for my car. I'm responsible for, you know, my job and showing up every day at the same time, a hundred percent. I mean, maybe that's a big thing. If you lack a lot of responsibility, then does that make you less of an adult? Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think, then do you think that having responsibilities is a part of being an adult? Yes, absolutely. Because if you're not responsible for anything, you're a child. <laughs> like that's what it, when I'm a yeah. child and even then when you're a child, you're responsible for doing like your fifth grade homework. But that is very true. Adulting surprised me because a lot of, a lot of people aren't adulting. Yeah. And they're my age and it kind of just, it surprised me, but didn't because so many adult, the OGs that I know would say the same shit. Like it's, it's more people out here that are ignorant that expect things to get handed to them. They don't want to work for them. So I would say adulting is working for what you want. Yes. You don't expect yeah. handouts. Well, yeah. And I think the generation is like, this generation is so much more different than our parents. If you think mm -hmm. about it, our parents got probably married at a younger age and then grinded and worked from like 21 up until now. And I mean, like my parents, they are, just your everyday type of workers. Like, you know, we, my dad had to work three jobs at one point to keep our family like healthy. Yeah. And it's like, that's common, you know, like at that age and th that generation, it's typical for them to be married, have a job, all that stuff at like 21. You know, like my parent, my mom was 19 when she got married and had oh, my shit. sister at like 20. Yeah. She was young. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Oh, I can't even imagine getting married at 19. Oh, absolutely not. I like if I think of my 19 year old self. Wow. Compared to my 20, almost 27 year old self. Woo. I'm just thinking about being like, <laughs> imagine being 19, knowing that you have to get married and, ex and you're expected to start a family within like the next two years. Because your mom's situation is not abnormal like a lot yeah, of people did that and girl oh my gosh speaking of family though okay but being being an adult in your family like getting your family to see you as an adult is something else I don't think they talk to you about do you have any memories of um you realizing that you were an adult in your family 
like when your family didn't realize you were an adult? Well, okay. So I would say it's, it's different with my family dynamic, but I, I mean, I had been away for so long from my family. So I was away in San Francisco for like eight years, eight, seven or eight years and would come and visit my family periodically. So it was almost like they knew I was on my own. So it was, there wasn't like a moment where I was like, oh, I'm an adult now. So I was, you know, at 21 or even younger, 20, I was responsible for paying rent at my place when I was in college. I worked 40 hours while going to school full time. And it was like, if you didn't treat like, yes, at that point I am an adult, like I'm paying my own bills. And if you see me as a kid that, uh, I'm sorry, what? Like I was working my butt off. And for someone to be like, well, you're not, you know, well, you can't really make those decisions on your own. You're just like, wait a minute. I make decisions on my own, like 95% of the time. Yeah. So for me, because I had spent so much time away from my family, it was like, okay, you're on your own anyway. But now, so now that I'm with my family again, though, it is hard for them to understand that I am different and, and an adult. I think a lot of times, like I'll be out at 10 PM and my mom's like, where are you? Like, what time are you coming? Like be home at this time. And I'm like, wait, how old am I? Like, I'm not 18. Why are you begging me to come home already? I mean, I get it. My mom also has like problems. She thinks everyone's going to die. So she always, her thing is like safety for the most part. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm an adult. And if I want to come home at 5am, I can come home at 5am. And yeah. And so now it's been kind of an adjustment because they know I'm an adult. They know I have like my own bills and all this stuff. But sometimes they talk to me like, I won't. Okay. I'm respectable. I respect my parents a lot, but if something is said that it is not like correct, I will correct them now. Like as a kid, you're just like, whatever, you know, that's wrong, but who am I to say anything? Exactly. And now if my mom or dad or says something and I'm like, Hey, like you shouldn't say that. That's not nice. Or being like, well, I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying versus before you kind of just shut up and you listen. Yeah. I can't think of a specific example, but I do remember having those moments where I realized like I could speak up for myself or I could challenge Mm -hmm. somebody that was older than me because I knew enough. I had enough life experiences that what I had to say was valid. But what is, as you're talking, what I'm, what I realized is probably like the epitome of adulthood, which is funny because I just did an episode on it, is being accountable. I was thinking about accountability and then I was thinking about dating as an adult. And granted, I have been in a relationship for four years. So I've been out of Mm -hmm. the game for a minute. However, I have seen my own growth in my relationship where I do not put up with certain things anymore, or I've gotten more comfortable with vocalizing my adult voice and using that and standing firm and want to believe in because as an adult woman, I now know what I have to offer and you aren't going to tell me different, but I hear all these stories. You are single. So we've had some key keys, ha-has about this dating scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it made me realize that even with, you know, the dudes that try and slide in the DMs, Adulting, adulting, dating as a mature person is stressful. <laughs> it is. It's hard. I when I think about like dating 
at like 19 or 20, it's just all fun and games. You just like never know, you know, you're like, oh, that guy's cute, but he kind of has problems, but it's okay. Like he's cute and fun. And that's kind of what you look for when you're like younger, just some, and I mean, you think you're like finding the love of your life, really. Like you're like, oh my God, yeah, I want to marry this person. I know. And then now as an adult, so fast forward, I'm over here like, oh, you're playing a game. Sorry. Talk to you never again. Like, don't hit me up, you know? Oh, you do this or, oh, that's like not really mature or what I'm looking for. So peace out, you know, versus when you're a kid, you're like, oh, you're not really looking for that. Well, I guess I'm not really looking for that because I kind of like you enough that it's just, it's whatever to me too. I'll date around. Yeah. And now, I mean, I think everyone can be at different stages of the dating scene in their lives, but as for myself in this adult, like establishing my career, like really want to continue to like elevate my life. It's really hard for me to be like, Oh yeah, I want to date someone that just like wants to party or, you know, doesn't know how to use Excel. I don't know. (laughs) Not doesn't know how to use Excel. That's a real adult. If you don't have a LinkedIn, if you're listening to this and you don't have a LinkedIn, please create one reach out to myself or Helen and we'll help you create your profiles but. listen real shit though LinkedIn has become a small like way I see how serious someone is about their job yes but if someone tells me they don't have a LinkedIn I am like I look at them a little funny so I'm like yeah oh not to have a LinkedIn but also LinkedIn is very specific to certain industries I will say like yes I was gonna say it is very it's like hard as a trainer to yeah have a LinkedIn profile. I mean, if I'm sourcing as a recruiter, like I'm not looking on LinkedIn for trainers, you know what I mean? Cause that's, it's not common for people to have it, but it could be that simple, you know? So it doesn't, I don't think it does feel intimidating. Cause I do feel like LinkedIn is used for the corporate world. If you look yeah. on like what kind of jobs or like what people post on there, but I don't think that should deter anyone from create. It's like having a Facebook, but for your professional life and you never know just what could come about. So someone sees you and they find out your name and they look you up and you have a LinkedIn and that you are an expert in X, Y, and Z and boom, you have a new job opportunity. So you're right. I think if you have a LinkedIn, if you don't, and you are in a certain industry, no worries, like no pressure. But if you're trying to either establish or grow your career in tech or even retail, like there are opportunities and ways to elevate your career using LinkedIn. And And there's so many, like, we're going on like a LinkedIn (laughs) promotion, but it's like LinkedIn offers, it's, it is like an elevation in Doha because LinkedIn has kind of built out even more just like networking. So yes, um, I'm seeing podcasters on LinkedIn and there's podcasting groups and there's creative writing groups. There's like groups for everything that even if your field isn't heavy on LinkedIn profiles, there's something on LinkedIn that you can benefit from. So exactly. um, to kind of close up that LinkedIn tangent, we both yeah. agree that you probably should have a LinkedIn. Yes. And you might give you yes. like a as an adult for adulthood. It's just a little like, 
look at us as your adult life I know are we judgy no no not even judge like we we started off saying who gave us the rights to be adults telling people how to be adults. and we're over here like get in get a LinkedIn or else you're not an adult it doesn't make you less of an adult we're just putting it out there that it does we're real adults I just tell people yeah. what to do and that's yeah. what we're doing we're telling you what to do that's also checking off an adult box <laughs> you see how I did that you see how I spent out there but I do kind of want to circle back to relationships really quick because um, me and you have kind of been talking a lot about seeing the difference in our, our cohorts, our male cohorts, mental state. So mm. me and Crystal are very, very, very accountable with each other. And so yes. we have conversations about um, her dating me and Nathan, which is my boyfriend. And sometimes we are at a loss at the, the difference in thinking you know um me and crystal and most women are a lot more mature than men so i think what is so what i am learning as an adult woman dating an adult man and realizing that i am an adult relationship is that relationships are not easy like when you were in high school i sometimes find myself wanting to wanting to you know like fuck it it's it's i'm I'm over it it's been a bad day i don't want to deal with this no more I'm gonna go find me another one because that's what you do. But as mm-hmm. an adult and an adult relationship, if it is a relationship worth being in and it is healthy, asterisk on the healthy or emphasis on the healthy, you have to put in way more work. And I, I honestly, I think this past two years taught me that I really, I really kind of had the same mentality for relationships where if I didn't like something, I would just say, fuck it, fine. I'm not going to put in more, no more energy into this. I'm not going to argue no more. We're going to see where the chips lay. And now it's like, even when I want to do that, I know I can't do that because as a grown woman, I have to be accountable for my actions. I have to be accountable for what I do not do, which is another big thing with adulting. Yeah. Don't do, you need to be accountable for. Right. And so as an adult woman, I just realized the relationships are a lot of work and I remember my mom telling me that and I remember my cousins telling me that and I remember looking thinking to the thinking to myself nah it'll like if you find the right person it'll be easy it's it's right you just click it no I, I don't think it matters if you find the right person I think adulting is going to happen life is going to happen and you have to make some big girl moves yeah I mean if you like you said earlier as kids or younger if it does get rocky or just like, ew, this is bye. You know, like imagine high school when you're dating and like the guy you're dating, just, I don't know, flirts with another girl, whatever. You're just like, okay, bye. Like, and I'll see you across the hall and never talk to you ever again. But now as an adult, like it's not, you can't like run away from your problems as yeah. easy as before. Yeah. Especially it's, if it's worth it to you. To add to that, I mean, it just shows growth, right? Like yeah. I've known you since you started dating Nathan, yeah. like, you know, and you've like confided me here and there for certain things. And we've talked about how, like, if we look at conversations we have about it now compared to like two years yeah. ago, they're super different. And it's because there's a lot of times where you do just take accountability and say, okay, like I need to be better at this too. Yeah. Cause a lot of times in, in partnerships and it doesn't even matter what age, you just, I feel like generally you feel like you're the better partner all the time. Yes. Anybody. Yeah. Ooh. You're always like, I'm the good yes. partner and I'm the best. I'm the catch. Yes. I'm the catch. And granted, yes, you could be the catch, whatever, but 
I mean, your counterpart feels the same way, you know, right. and, but we don't really talk about it. We, we yeah. think we're one being each other every time. I mean, when you're like, when you're at a younger age, I think once you get older and you mature together, then you're like, okay, this isn't about who's the adult or who's the better person. Like we are partners and we work yeah. together to adult, like relationships in adulthood. It really is putting in the work and understanding, okay, this is going to like pay off some way, whether yeah. it's for the relationship or for that person specifically. It is easy to adult if 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 you do have those things, like if you do have accountability and you do have responsibility, yes. adulting, adult, like you kind of, I want to say it, like I've gotten the hang of it a little bit, Absolutely. but I'm, I'm going to get off of relationships right up to this point because um, I just like adult, adulting and relationships, it's, it's so much more easier to see the differences. And so case in point, me and you have both been with fuck boys. <laughs> Ooh, child. We have both been with uh, partners who did not deserve us. And we stuck in there. One thing that I have, that I, I've, I think I've hypothesized is that when we're younger and we're in high school, and granted, there's always rules for the exception, but usually when we're in high school and we deal with the fuck boy, uh, we cut them off a lot easier because yes, like, young exactly. person, I don't have time. Right. But as we get older, I think we start battling with societal norms of where you're supposed to be in life or you're supposed to be in a relationship. And so I feel like if we get in toxic, those toxic relationships, we're more likely to stay in them to try and fix them because you're 24, you're supposed to be almost getting married yes. at this point now. Yes. And you're single or, you know, you're 26 and you're single. Well, how are you going to get married at 30? Because don't you think that you need to have <laughs> before you're 32? And so it just makes me, it makes me realize all the women and men that are in these toxic relationships, I wonder if it's because they get to a certain age with these people where they're like, I'm too old to start over. Definitely think that's the case. I mean, even when like two years ago, you, you kind of like, okay, so I'm in my mid twenties now. Mm -hmm. I should probably be settling down. And so whoever is with me at that point, I'm like, okay, cool. I just have to make it work, whatever, get over a couple of humps and smooth sailing. We'll be married in two, like five years, yeah. have two kids, own a house. You kind of already, and that is because of society and how they put it. So I definitely think that's the case because now I'm here sitting at 25, like, okay, <laughs> or 20, how old am I? 26. And I'm over <laughs> here like, my friend, I won't tell. Hello. Is anyone out there? Because we need to get married in two years. You know what I mean? Like, I have to build yeah. a relationship and get engaged and have a wedding in the next two years. And obviously I don't. And that's yeah. probably not going to happen. But the way that society puts oh, pressure or you see everyone around you like getting engaged and you're yeah. just like, okay, well, what about me? Hello. A hundred. Yes. Yes. And even uh, to your point, to your point, well, to our point about society, I always like in my mind, like, I wonder how I would feel if it took me more than two years to get a degree that is stated to get, that you're supposed to get in two years. And then it made me think about all the other people who maybe don't even have degrees, people who aren't married and don't have kids, um, um, are homosexuals who the people put this, this stigma on them. They can't have happy lives, right. especially not happy relationships and kids and whatnot. And so it's like the talk, the the toxicity of relationships 
you would think we'll get better because the more the older we get, the more we know, the better we want mm-hmm. for ourselves. But it's like society forces us to rush into things because we have this we have this timeline that isn't a real yes. timeline, but everybody has told us is our timeline for life. And so we compare ourselves to that. And then we settle for things. We get into things that we don't really want to be a part of because why the mm-hmm. fuck not? I'm 26, right. I don't have time to waste anymore. I'm not 16, so I can't get rid of this six-year relationship because yes. I need to get married in two years. Oh, and I'm sure a lot of people our age are in those types of positions yeah. or they're even married to the person. And they knew five years ago, oh, this is probably not for me, but we've been together for X amount of years and I'm already in my mid twenties. How weird would it be if I was 30 and single? Yeah. And so they kind of just roll with the punches, which is all power to them for kind of making that sacrifice. But also life is too short to be stuck in places you don't want to be even as an adult. So yes, yes. And let me throw this question that just popped up in my head. So take your time. Can you think about it? Um, what is an adulthood myth that you can think of? Like, what is something that you think people think adulthood is that you know it's not? I think a big thing or in is relation, like you're expected to be married or be have a partner by at least 25. Yeah. And if you don't, yeah. something's wrong with you, you know, or that's what it feels like. Or if you're yeah. my mom told me this things when um I started dating someone that was like older. She said, Crystal, if he's that age, there must be something wrong with him because he's so old and he, and you're saying he's not married or he doesn't have a partner. That's weird. And my mom being my mom, obviously generations change, but I mean, that's kind of like, is my mom going to say that about me now? (laughs) Right, 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 right. I mean, that's the thing where there's a certain age, people expect you to, I guess, yeah, like around 25, be in a solid relationship or find your life partner and be building a life and a family. When I think now it's even more common to be single or not have kids up until you're 32, but yeah, or even older. Yeah. But nowadays it's like in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, I should definitely be in a lifetime partnership at this point. Yeah. But I'm not. So I think that's a big thing that's placed on us as adults is like where you're supposed to be at at 25 yeah I think mine is uh one of my my adult myth is essentially tied to yours is we're supposed to know what the fuck we're doing like when you're 18 they say you graduate high school you're supposed to know what career you want to do what college you're going to what happens after college and that is not real life like when you graduate high school, you're still like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do now? Yes. Like, you know what you already know at school you're going to, you know what you're going to graduate in, you know what kind of jobs you're going to get afterwards. And was it like for you? Did you know all that at 18? No. I, growing up, I thought I was going to be in the medical field. So in college, oh, wow. I took bio. Yeah, I took like bio, biology. I took all like the biochemistry all those classes and midway through the year I was like I can't do this like this I don't find interest in it as much as I love helping people this is not it and I just so happened to also be working in HR which is a different way of helping people it was a big change and even for my family because they all expected me growing up to be 
a doctor or a nurse or something in the medical field. And halfway through college, I switched my majors to something that would get me a degree in four years, to be completely honest. Yeah. But it was also an interesting topic, which is um, uh, it's psychology. So it wasn't, you know, like not useful at all because you use it a lot even in HR now. Yeah. But um, that was kind of my thing. Like I found what I liked when I was working at Target in the human resources department. I was like, this is what I want to do and graduated just to get a degree and worked on my career separately. And it's brought me to a place now where it's like, I don't need to be a doctor, but I still, you know, get to help people. I'm in a solid job. I get paid, you know, enough to live a comfortable life. And that's all you really need, you know, and I'm happy in it. I mean, some days it sucks, but there's still a lot more to like, there's a long way to go in our careers. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was a, I think that in itself is an example of adulting is having that power and that strength to make that decision. Oh, okay. I actually don't want to be in the medical field. I'm going to go do this. Cause I know there's a lot of people who actually stay in careers because their family wanted them to, and they actually hate it. And oh I, yeah. It's the pressure of like either being the golden child. If you have siblings, yeah. you know, you want to, you want to do better than your older sister or in whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be miserable. You don't want to spend your adult life miserable. Like we only have one take at this. There's oh. no take backs. And, oh. and just with like what's happening in the world and how we don't know what tomorrow looks like. And you're, we, we're going to be doing something that you absolutely hate. And I, I, I just want to tell anyone who is adulting right now, or feel like they should be adults when you don't know what you want to do. It's okay. I do encourage you though to start doing things that you think you would be interested in and then find something that you're interested in. Because one thing that I also think is a part of adulting is that when you are at a point in your life where you are unhappy, you know, you feel like you could be doing more, you maybe you're not in the right career choice. It is up to you to make a change. Like it is all the, all the balls in your court, all the power is in your hands. And so I feel like if, you can't at least put the bare minimum effort into just finding something that you enjoy doing, whether that's skateboarding, whether that's writing, it could be drawing, it could be, you know, counseling, you might really enjoy therapy. You, you deserve it to, you owe it to yourself to figure out what you like. If you don't know now, you could be, you could be 45 and don't know what you like, but you know, some things that you like, and I think you owe it to yourself to explore those things a little bit, a little bit more in depth. And then find out what you love to do and then go after it. But I, I don't believe that all of us know what the fuck we want to do after we turn 18. Like, yeah, I just have I to, mean, to just take date a boy. And now you're telling <laughs> me I just can go out. <laughs> to your point, it takes work. It takes work. Yeah. You have to put in the work to to really get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. As much as you have a passion for something, but you're not actively pursuing or doing something to get there, then yeah you're not, you can't expect it to fall in your lap for the opportunity to come your way. Yeah. So being an adult is putting in the work and that's a big yes. thing too. You can't sit back in the passenger seat and hope mm. like, okay, okay. I want to be this person. And how are you going to get there? You're not even driving. 
you know, this person's going to pull over and do something else. And that's not where you need to be. Mm. So you need to be the, the driver's seat of your own life to get where you need to be. And again, to your point, you don't have to know exactly what you want, but if you're going to be in the driver's seat, you have to have a direction of where you're yes. going. Oof. Right. And if you don't, you need to work on it. Pull up maps, pull up Google maps and start researching, like yes. do something to get, to help you get where you need to be again, put in that work. And if yeah. not, then you can't, there's nobody to blame. And that's adulthood. That, oh girl, there's nobody to blame. And that is adulthood. Mike motherfucking drop. It's also, I would say, understanding and accepting that you're going to have to have some hard conversations with yourself. Mm-hmm. So many hard conversations with yourself mm-hmm. and a lot of hard conversations with other people. So I'm going to just share me and Crystal business. So me and Crystal yes. um, had a, a point in our friendship where we both had to be accountable with each other. And it was one of those conversations where we where we like we talked about how awkward it was for us. Like it was like we didn't know how the conversation would end, but we both knew that as grown women and as women that genuinely loved each other, like we had we had to have this conversation. I just remember having this conversation with Crystal and that being a real adulthood moment for me because yeah. adult friendships also require so much more fucking work than high school friendships. Oh, for so sure. much more. And I keep saying high school, it could be college. You know what I'm saying? Like real adult friendships. Yeah. I Well, and to, to piggyback on that and give more context, I was the bad friend. So I made a mistake or I made a mistake as a, as a friend, I did something that is not, and I'm not, it's not bad. It's not the worst thing. There's a (laughs) lot of bad things that people do to friends, but I didn't say true to my word with Helen and uh, I knew she was hurt by it. And Mm -hmm. as a per, like my thought process was okay. Like I really value Helen as my friend and she deserves an apology and the truth to what happened. And I was also in a a state of acceptance. Like, okay, if she decides that I'm no longer a good friend for her, I, it would suck, but I respect her decision. And it was, it took a lot for me to reach out and say, Hey, like, I want to get together with you because I know it's been a while since we talked. And so it was, it was like maybe three weeks after the incident, because I used to talk to Helen all the time. And then Mm -hmm. after this, it was kind of like, we backed off a little bit, but from each other, you know, like she would text me once a week and it was kind of just about light stuff. And I knew I had to reach out to her and talk to her because I, there was something bothering her when we met, um, we, we caught up because this was pre COVID. Yeah. This was was, no, this was right before COVID because it was January. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. January or it was like February. Yeah. And I remember being really nervous about meeting with Helen because I knew that you get that like awkward stage yeah. before y- you get into like the, ele- <laughs> address the elephant in the room. Like we got beers, we were at a, a, a brewery and we ordered food and we're hanging out. And then we kind of just had a, a, a moment. We're like, okay, well, the reason why we're talking now is because of this situation. Yeah. And I, and me, I'm, I don't consider myself very confrontational. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not usually that person, but I was like, this was my mistake and I have to own up to it. So when I, you know, addressed Helen, we actually had a moment and we cried at this brewery in front of people because we realized how much we we did value each other's friendship. And I was, I was like crying happy tears because I was afraid she was going to tell me 
like crystal that's cool like we can be acquaintances but i don't fuck with you the same way anymore and that was i that would have broken my heart that i made a mistake that i couldn't take back which happens a lot to to people if you don't follow through with your word then a lot of times people are like well that's your sol and cool i'll see you on instagram you know right right right. (laughs) and so that was a very adult moment and we do when we think about that moment in our friendship, that was a huge turning point. For yeah. Us. And yeah. that's part of being an adult and having adult relationships is having those hard conversations too, but yeah. seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, like now we know how to address each other. Like that was our first hiccup. I don't anticipate anymore, but right. we know how to, to talk to each other and address it in the moment versus having it fester. And as a and even as an adult, like I'm still learning on how to hone in on those things, right, but right. you get better the more you practice. Yes. Yeah. Another big thing is being able to just like speak your mind. Yes. I feel like sometimes when, I mean, when you're younger, you kind of have to just like let things slide and, and not have an opinion on something but now if someone says something I don't really like or I don't really support obviously you pick and choose your battles don't fight everybody but I can speak my mind and feel comfortable speaking my mind towards something even though maybe growing up people didn't believe the same thing yeah so like a big thing with my family is like religion we Mm. grew up super Christian so I have a whole chunk of my family that is very like anti-abortion pro-Trump no vaccines whatever it is um and sometimes you gotta like that's not all the real world. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes you have to be able to just say, no, I don't really agree with you. That doesn't mean we have to fight, or that doesn't mean I hate you, but we're right. we Thank I can speak my you. mind freely. Yeah. And I don't have to agree with you just because you're my auntie or my uncle. Yes. Like yes. I can yes. tell you agree. Yeah. So exactly. much power comes with that statement as you get older, like agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. I always used to say that I actually was one of my favorite phrases but using as an adult I'm like oh just has so much more power because you really understand that I could go here with you yes but you know I'm deciding not to so let's keep it here that's it yes and sometimes I'm like you don't want to go toe-to-toe with me I don't even like to go toe-to-toe right but I think I probably should get us wrapped up what would you say you should have in your toolkit to be a successful adult so I think the first thing that comes to mind when you say like, what do we all need in our toolkit to continue to just grow is really that drive. I think as Mm. an adult and I've had drive since I was a a young kid. And I think that's why at my age, like I I'm competitive and not in like a a negative way, but I'm like, okay, cool. I look up to people a lot. I'm like, that person is doing that. And I have that drive to elevate myself. And that's, that's drive will take you where you need to go as an adult. So if you know, you're in, you're not in a four-year university, but that's where you want to be. If you again, put in the work and have that drive to do it, you can accomplish like anything you really you really want to do so yeah as as someone who considers himself an adult but not really drive really is has taken me where I need to be and continues to like force me to elevate myself yeah like, I'm always looking like what can I do next to be better in my career in my overall life and does that mean I need to go back to school and all that kind of stuff 
just thinking of what is going to make you happy and putting in that work is really something that you, if you don't have drive, you are going to be that 40 40 year old person sitting on your parents' couch and not knowing what you want to do. And that's because you're accountable and you don't have that drive. So adulting equals being the, in the driver's seat and the main character of your life. Cause if passenger or in the back, good luck, you're not getting where you need to be. Listen, that is the best analogy. I hopefully I remember to write that when I talk about this episode, you need to be in the driver's seat of your own car of life. Y'all remember the game life when we had the little cars? You gotta be <laughs> yeah. in the driver's seat, okay? You gotta be the pink <laughs> and the blue car and you gotta be the first car, not the second car. When you car. get married, you put them in the Oh yeah. You gotta be yes. you put yourself in the passenger seat. You gotta put yourself in the driver's seat and then you put somebody yes. in the passenger seat if you want somebody. Yes. Yes. I love that. I, I want it. I want to end the show with that, but I have to ask this last question because okay, I always like to dress all. I try to dress all parties. What advice would you give somebody that maybe doesn't think they are being success, successful with adulting? They don't think they're adulting right. Like our our our, our typical twenty one to twenty four year old who's getting in that phase in life where like society's home, they need to be doing some shit, like, but they're not doing shit. Is there any advice you would give them to help get them on the adulthood track? Also, you can say you don't fucking know. I will accept that answer. I, I, something is just to like recognize where you are and figure out who you want to be and how you're going to get there. Because I, in my like personal life, sometimes I do feel stuck. Like even now I'm like, okay. I mean, yes, in my career, I'm excelling and all this other stuff, but in a different aspect of my life, that's how I feel. I'm like, well, all my friends are doing all this other stuff and I'm over here twiddling my thumbs. Yeah. You know? And when I think about it, I'm like, okay, well, where do I want to be and what kind of like action steps do I need to do to get there? Yeah. And so it's just, my advice would be start with a plan. Like, where do you want to go and who do you want to be? And how do you get there? And whether that's writing. Yes, I I would say, um, so for my own advice, for something that people need to have in their toolkit to be an adult, I would say definitely common theme is accountability. Um, mm-hmm. Because to, to our point, to anybody that is struggling to adult, it really just starts with being accountable, knowing what you do not know. So even if you say, I don't know what I want to do. I said this earlier, well, you have to figure out what you even like to do. So that requires you to put in some work to figure out what you like to do. And that goes for careers, that goes for friendships, that goes for romantic partnerships, that goes for your job, your hobby, your parents, whatever the case may be, you have to be accountable. And honestly, everything else I think will follow. (laughs) I think if you're accountable, it kind of just talks about that a lot, even outside of this, just being accountable is super important is the most important thing and if you think about it yes those are the two things that you need to figure shit out somehow yes and listen this is definitely a no judgment free zone and I know we kikied ha ha and talked a little bit of shit and I I stick by my statement if you grown as hell but ain't doing your parents you should feel ashamed and I stand by that and if you listen to this and you with your parents are not doing she should feel more ashamed because who paid for this internet (laughs) I'm going to stop going on a tangent. Crystal, 
Thank you so much, friends. You made it. I know I did. Thanks for having me. I love your podcast. I love you. And I'm happy to always be your number one supporter. Thank you, Seth. (laughs) Appreciate you. And guys, it's a wrap. That's why we did it. She killed a hundred all day long